T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Need to know what it takes for a home to fit your budget and your family? Rocket can. Glad to have you. A lot went down over the weekend, Perloff, and we're going to try to touch on almost all of it. However, one of the biggest things that happened was the San Francisco 49ers are now without their starting quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, but I guess technically it was the backup, so now they're on the third string, which is Brock Purdy. No rookie has ever won the Super Bowl, and Brock Purdy's not going to be the guy who's going to do it. And I hate to say that because the 49ers are an excellent story. They're right up there in the NFC with the Eagles and with the Dallas Cowboys. And maybe you want to put the Vikings in there because the record's so stellar. This 49ers team really had a shot. And because they won yesterday and won convincingly against the Dolphins, this the sting hasn't really set in yet. I don't think 49ers fans are like understanding what just happened here. Well, first of all, that is true. No rookies ever won the Super Bowl, but Baker Mayfield's not a rookie. Oh, Just saying. Don't do it. What's they, Baker Mayfield well, going to bring to the 49ers? If Brock Purdy doesn't show up, they can find other options. I mean, come on. Jimmy G was always sort of a game manager type. Right. So that is why Niners aren't completely giving up on this. And they'll know pretty soon about Brock Purdy. I know it sounds crazy, but maybe they can scramble and try something else. It's not, yes, it's not good. But I don't think this is a situation where it's all lost because, come on, Maggie, how hard is it to throw to Christian McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk, and Debo Samuel, and George <laughs> Kittle? The list goes on and on. I know Elijah Mitchell's out. That kind of hurts. But the other thing, too, is just don't screw it up. Let Fred Warner and Nick Bosa win the game. There is an opportunity because of the unique setup of this team. Okay, there's always a moment, no matter how good a defense is, there's always a moment where the quarterback needs to make a play. And yesterday, Brock Purdy was making those plays. So kudos to him. He came in in a tough situation. He played basically the whole game, like three and a half quarters, basically. And he did look good. But once other teams start getting tape on you, and once the moments start getting bigger and bigger, we're already here in December. Like, this is the time where we like, you know, not to be cliched, but this is where we start to separate the contenders from the pretenders. I think that the 49ers are still a playoff team. They are, but you're asking a rookie quarterback who at some point has to make you a play to potentially go into a tough environment. You're going to go into Philadelphia, even go into Tampa, which I know the Bucks are not awesome now, but wait till the playoffs. You're going to have to go into Dallas, which I know they did last year, but again, that was with Jimmy G. Like game managers, yeah. we use that as like a derogatory term, but generally those are guys who have some experience, which is why they're so good at managing a game. Well, let's look at the experience some of these opponents they have. 
like Jalen Hurts' experience getting blown away by Tom Brady in last year's playoffs, like the Vikings' experience of going in with two or three losses and losing in heartbreaking fashion, or the Cowboys have experienced of losing to this very same 49ers team in Dallas. I mean, listen, the NFC is nothing but playoff chokers left and right. <laughs> this is going to be a weird, weird playoffs. And you, it's not the AFC. There's no Josh Allen. There's no Patrick Mahomes. feels like anything could happen. And the Niners play really close games. Even with a Brock Purdy, they can at least be in the fight. I mean, you're saying Jalen Hurts. I mean, you think he's an MVP. Forget the Mahomes and yeah. Allen. That's... Oh, I think he's definitely the MVP. I think it's it's done, as a matter of fact. Really? I don't even think Mahomes and Allen. Allen's throwing too many interceptions, so his yeah. numbers are not going to look great. I think Mahomes, the level he set for himself, it's like Michael Jordan. It's just too high. I mean, he has to do something remarkable for him. And he's been good this year, but has it been a special Patrick Mahomes season? Well, I think so because they're still, I think, incredibly dangerous. And I think they're the best team in the AFC, and he's doing it without Tyreek Hill. That's a good point there, but it's still, he threw 50 touchdowns his MVP year. It's nothing like that. His numbers are just more normal because Joe Burrow is a little too late to the party. Tua is going to be inconsistent. So Jalen Hurts, the schedule's pretty easy going forward. That Cowboys game makes me super nervous. But Jalen Hurts is going to have these huge passing numbers, these huge running numbers, and all the Ws. I do not see him falling off. And I will admit I was completely wrong about something. What's up? I mean, there's a lot to choose from. Yeah, there. I was going to say, can you be more specific? I don't know I if mean, I can just guess. <laughs> giving A.J. Brown to the Eagles was a gift that this, the, I mean, I'm sorry. You're wrong about that. Give You're wrong a, about Devontae Adams. You're wrong about Tyreek Hill. You're wrong about all the wide I was receivers. not wrong about Tyreek Hill because the Chiefs are killing it without Tyreek Hill. Okay, but he's amazing. And he's, he's still amazing. fueling this, uh, like, Miami Dolphins. Miami like, beating terrible teams and not playing anybody good. Well, I mean, he was excellent yesterday. It wasn't his fault. Yeah, but still, they didn't win the game. My point was, uh, if you have a really, really good system and a really, really good quarterback, you can find the receivers. And I know Nashville, or sorry, Tennessee was terrible yesterday without A.J. Brown. They got Traylon Burks, who got knocked out early in the game. He's going to be awesome for five years at no cost. There is an argument that maybe you can get wide receivers for less than $25 million a year. I'm not going to back off of that. But okay, I, will give, <laughs> I will give one-third of the MVP trophy that Jalen Hurts is going to win to A.J. Brown. I think that's wise. Um, can I tell you what really, like, it kind of bothered me leading up to the game all week long. With, but then I bet A.J. Brown over five and a half receptions, so it worked out for me well. Why was this labeled as a revenge game? How bad was this for A.J. Brown? To me, he seems like he is in a much better situation. Okay, maybe he didn't want to get traded, but you get traded to Philadelphia, who's the number one seed in the NFC, and they gave you $100 million. Like, revenge for what? <laughs> you're on a better team with a better quarterback, and you're $100 million richer. Like, I don't know. Do you have an, How do you have bad blood against the, your former team? You're in a much better situation. Yeah, I mean, I guess the negotiation went poorly. Did you hear his quote? He said, I wanted to be in Tennessee for life. He and I was like, really? The uh, I mean, Tennessee's awesome. Like Nashville, I know. I think you're such a should... Philly person. You can't imagine anyone would want to be anywhere else besides Philly. No, 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 no. But I, I can understand it. What he should have said is, I want to be in the AFC South for life, so I can win that division every year. Because Tennessee, say what you will, they're going to walk into the playoffs as easily as ever. Nope, yeah, they don't. Uh, yeah, he, he apparently, and I guess the negotiations went really badly. They basically told him, "You're not worth it." And that made him mad. Yeah, and that Mike was Vrabel not good. looked like he was about to get sick when the camera went on him after the trade was uh, made public. Yeah. He's acting. I don't know. I was worried about that game coming in. I'm not going to lie to you, Meg. <laughs> I thought the Titans were the perfect matchup for the Eagles. And I was, 
I was wildly impressed by yeah. Philadelphia. And meanwhile, Derrick Henry did a whole lot of nothing. Yeah, I mean, once they got behind, that's a tough spot. Tannehill's injury is very, very clear. When he can't move, he's not great. So the one team in the NFL that was basically left for dead, but now has won three in a row, starting to look a little spicy. Defense starting to play a little bit better per off. Las Vegas Raiders. You know, I think there's a soundbite where I said the Raiders were going to get hot at this point in the season. Do you remember that? <laughs> we'll have to sift through the no, hours because of tape. The Raiders, up until now, they've had the easiest run of a schedule. They should be even better than they are right now. I mean, there is really not a lot of challenges. This, I mean, the Chiefs have the easiest schedule of all. The Chiefs are going to Chiefs play the Broncos twice more this season. They're not losing another game. But the Raiders should be winning these games. They should not even be five and seven. But I think they can go on a run to the playoffs. I wouldn't count them out right now. Devontae oh. Adams, how? Just how is he catching these passes? I, I mean, one hand up behind the head. The fact that they took away, the, was it the touchdown yesterday? It was just a catch on the sideline. The catch on the sideline, that should anger the football gods. Like, when someone makes a play <laughs> like that, and it's so athletic and just something that .0001% of the population can do, you got to give it to him because why a pinky toe was in the white. I mean, that's just ludicrous. Okay. Next week, by the way, the Raiders play at the Rams. Let's assume. I mean, I don't know. Wolford played pretty well, but say the Raiders win that they're six and seven. Say the Jets lose to the bills. They're seven and six. Can we do some kind of radical show bet between Samter and Stu? Oh. Stu's Raiders versus Samter's Jets. <laughs> I wish we could have like an American Gladiators style. Yeah, I want to see nudity. I want to see. You want to see nudity. I don't think you'd say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't think anybody wants to see any of that from Stu or I. <laughs> Meanwhile, EJ just got here. He's like, wait, what? <laughs> what is everyone talking He's like, about? do I have to take part in this too? <laughs> I, I'm done. EJ, uh, who's your team? Jets. Oh. Yep, you're in. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> what have I gotten myself into? Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. And all the phone lines to HR have been cut. <laughs> they don't work. <laughs> welcome aboard. Oh, Glad to gosh. have you. 855-2124. You guys are all numbered now. I didn't even realize you were a Jets fan. Now you guys are troubled. Two on one or Uh-oh. two. Oh, or my three. gosh. Okay, so what's the bet? Mike, you, you or Stu has to do something completely embarrassing. The, so what's the bet? Like if the Raiders make it, it over the Jets? Yeah. That's got to be something pretty big. So I feel like it's it would like be unfair for bet. I feel like it would be unfair for Stu at this point if he had to do something ridiculous if he didn't win. That's true because, yeah. like I said, the Raiders were left for dead. Yeah. Okay, well, no, 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 no. Because the Raiders are five and seven. Okay, only after next week, if the Raiders win one more game, they're right on the Jets' heels, assuming the Jets don't beat the Bills. Okay, so maybe we'll revisit this after next yeah. week. See, I'm telling you right now, that's exactly we'll, what's we'll going to happen. We'll start percolating some ideas. That's right what's going to happen. I'm sorry, Team Jets over there. You're not beating the Bills. It's not you happening. Mean again? You, you mean again? like that. Now, wait, wait. It's hold a 10-point <laughs> spread. Only you, I you can mean say again. stuff like that. You mean again? Yeah, I yeah. know. We know, Sam. Yeah. We know. 855-212-4CBS. Can we update the poll, please? Our uh, Jimmy Garoppolo poll. Uh, yes. Uh, I put out a poll. Are the 49ers still Super Bowl contenders with Brock I can't even speak. Brock Purdy. I'm all worked up in a Jets lather. Are they still Super Bowl contenders with Brock Purdy at QB? So far, 56% say no, it's over in San Fran, but 44% say the defense will carry them to a potential Super Bowl. Yeah, it's the delusion talking, you know, and I hate to say it, but it's been such a, you know, it felt like the 49ers were just coming on to the last couple weeks. Like, oh, this team is so dangerous. They put up the good showing against the Dolphins yesterday, but. There were some, though, who have said that they weren't Super Bowl contenders even with Jimmy G. So 
Yeah. Their opinion hasn't changed much. Oh, that's interesting. That defense is terrifying. They're just they outright terrifying. So that's something. A team that we have yet to talk about today, but we'll talk about them anytime. John is in Detroit, wants to talk about the Lions. What has gotten into the Lions, John? Hey, John. Hello. How's it going? I'm here. How are you doing tonight? We're doing great. How are you? Well, I'll tell you what's gotten into the Lions is Dan Campbell. You know, he took the team over, and, you know, yeah, he's the next player, never been a head coach type thing, but, you know, he's got grit, and just look what he's done with that team. You know, yeah, he's done some crazy things when it comes to offense and the, you know, and, and the trick plays and all that kind of thing, but he's really brought that team around. They got a little bit of a tough schedule coming up, obviously, with the Vikings, the Jets, you know, but then they got the Bears. So, I don't know. I think they, I think these, this team might have a shot. Hey, John, Maggie and I were debating, is there any chance that they bring back Jared Goff next year? He's playing pretty well right now. I, actually, I, I know for a fact they got to keep him, I think, for another year because they really don't have a replacement at this point. And you're right. I mean, Jared Goff, when he first came over and when he did the Stafford switch, and, I, you know, I'm a Matt Stafford huge fan. Sure. <laughs> Unfortunately, things are not going well with the Rams this year, but, you know, Jared Goff really didn't impress me, but over the last few games, he's doing a great job. Well, what's interesting, and John, thanks so much for the call. So right now, if the season ended today, Detroit would have the fourth overall pick because the Rams have lost six in a row, and it doesn't so, show any signs of slowing down. So are they going to go quarterback, or to your point, is Goff playing well enough that you think to yourself, hey, we could use another receiver, we could use another corner, mm. we could use a D-tackle, you know, Oh, forget all that. Put Will Anderson across from Aiden Hutchinson oh, and just murder the other quarterbacks. That'll make Aaron Rodgers leave Green Bay. That'd be great. <laughs> He'll be begging for mercy. Keith is in uh, Tucson. Also, by the way, Bears not an easy game now. I know they lost yesterday to Green Bay, but the Bears are always frisky. Keith, what's up, dude? You know, I, you so-called experts keep talking about football in the essence that defense wins championships. So when it comes to a team that has the number one defense in the league and a quarterback who can manipulate or, as they as they say, um, you know, just manage, don't turn the ball over. Yeah. Why? Why? Why is everybody still writing the Niners off? I thought Brock Purdy coming into his draft was one of the best, Mister Irrelevance. <laughs> this man was awesome at Iowa State. And he came in and he showed. He threw passes yesterday. I don't think Jimmy G could have made. He was throwing darts. Yeah. You know what? And he has that team convinced that he can do it. I I get what you're saying. You're calling from Arizona. I believe Purdy is from Arizona, right? So feeling it for the hometown guy. And I totally understand it. Got to wait. Got to wait on this one. Because, first of all, you're talking about rookies don't turn the ball. You're talking about you need somebody who doesn't turn the ball over. That's what rookies do. Generally, that's the toughest thing for them because I know Fred Warner said, you know, he's been going against our defense for 13 weeks on scout team. I'm sorry. That's not going to hold up game speed when you have defenses who are going to try to confuse you. Yeah, and he's got two road games coming up. Uh, no, sorry. They host the Bucks and then they go to the Seahawks. Those are two big games. I can't. I just 
I can't see the Bucks be able to move the ball on that 49. Yeah, I mean, unless Don't. Tom Brady, unless they change the rules so you can bounce the ball to Mike Evans because Tom Brady's <laughs> just going to throw it in the ground a thousand times. This is there's an opportunity here because of that defense to just do the unprecedented. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. See you guys on the phones. Get back to the college conversation in just a moment because the final four is set. Want to hear from Buckeyes fans? We're hearing from Michigan fans. How are you guys feeling? Let's hear from Alabama fans. Is this Georgia's Georgia's to lose? And the Alabama fans who just go home empty-handed. Yeah. Don't worry. Something tells me everything's going to be all right. So sad for (laughs) Alabama fans. I think you guys are going to be okay. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. More Maggie and Perloff coming your way in just a moment. Don't move. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. This season, for the first time, you can hear every Westwood One NFL broadcast stream live for free. Mondays, Thursdays, Sunday nights, holiday triple headers, and every postseason game. Catch all the action on the Odyssey app on westwoodonesports.com, via Westwood One station streams, or by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports. It's all sponsored by AutoZone. Free battery testing, free battery charging, and replacement batteries that fit your needs. That's what makes AutoZone America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Maggie, we have a new favorite sporting activity okay something that is going to keep us busy pickleball that you keep talking about no this is even better this is big time stuff my favorite time of the year in basketball is the hot stove baseball right now the hot stove is amazing yeah and the nfl free agency in the draft now we have a college football hot stove and it's it's awesome it's hard to keep track of people are transferring people are getting new jobs coaches (laughs) are quitting and going elsewhere this is the real deal. When you know, 15 years ago, college football writers basically after the season had to go start writing about college basketball because nothing happened. Right. Now we got money changing hands. We got Dion yelling at kids. It's everything <laughs> we no. always wanted. It's like the NBA has come to college football, no. and I love every second of it. Dion didn't yell. He calmly told everybody, "Get out of here, <laughs> pack yeah. your bags, and hit go the ahead portal." And jump in the portal. <laughs> need to get ready and jump in that portal. Uh, okay, so just like a quick back of the envelope here on quarterbacks. I know we could go through a lot of the other skill position players, but so 
Spencer Sanders is the new is the latest uh, guy to jump in the transfer portal. You have DJU from Clemson is in. Hudson Card is in. Devin Leary is in. Uh, here's some more I saw. Jeff Sims from Georgia Tech is yeah. in. Graham Mertz from Wisconsin. Keaton Slovis is in. Um, Phil Jerkovich took from BC took Keaton Slovis' job at Pitt. So that's done. Oh, right. Uh, and the the Giants are still looming out there. If Drake May, if those rumors are true and Drake May is going to leave North Carolina, then the transfer portal has officially become the wildest thing in the history Why of the world. Why would he do that, though? Ohio State or okay, some you, giant. But playing in the ACC as a quarterback is not going to prevent you from getting taken in the top five of a draft or wherever you think Drake May is going to Okay, up. but where do you have a better chance of winning a national title? Well, I mean, you could do national title if you want to do that, but, like, I, I don't know. What are you going to win in North Carolina? You, you might you get could, drafted really high. You could get well. That's what I'm saying. I mean, what? I guess you want to win and get drafted really high. Help but, Trubisky. What's that? Help Trubisky. Help yeah. Trubisky. I mean, you'd say that playing in the ACC. I think helped Daniel Jones get taken sixth overall when he was playing at Duke. I would say the one thing about Drake May is well, I mean, obviously he had a lot of success in North Carolina. His brother was a legend there. Yep. Luke played there for years on the basketball team. So I, it feels weird to say he'll transfer. You know what the other really funny phenomenon in this What's year? That? These guys are going back, right? Uh, Michael Penix is going back to UW. Yep. Uh, Bo Nix. Bo Nix. That's not official. Might go back to Oregon. Okay. So next year's draft is going to have all these guys who are approaching 30 years old because <laughs> you can play college football forever now. And uh, because everybody got an extra year because of the pandemic year. So yeah. basically if you played in the pandemic year, it doesn't cost. So guys like Devin Leary should be in the pros right now. And he's transferring. Keaton Slovis should have been in the pros two years ago. I don't even know. Keaton Slovis, how can he transfer again? I don't, you're, I don't think you can, right? I no, thought... he can. I don't know. There's some sort of, I think he graduated. So maybe that, Oh, the grad transfer. Yeah. He's, that's the other I one. imagine that's what he has going on. So these guys next year, next year's draft, you're going to have Michael Penix, who's been around since 1989. Yeah. You are going to have Bo Nix, who played with Bo Jackson in the <laughs> early 90s. You're going to have... Yes, Spencer Rattler comes Devin in, he's basically Leary. old enough to be everyone's dad. Yeah, I mean, you're going to have all these guys who are 25 years old who've been around a long time, just like Hen and Hooker this year. But They're all going to still be older than Sam Darnold. You're going to have all these guys who are... There's so many college football players right now who are older than like is it Hendon Hooker older than about half the NFL it's crazy you know but where that would hurt you in the NBA yeah. I don't think it hurts you in football like I don't think anyone if I was a general manager unless the injury history is really bad because they've been playing for so long I don't think it would scare me off it might actually help yeah I mean like look Joe Burrow had that ex played a long time in college football and is great I totally agree they love to get more eyeballs on these guys see him and they don't want them to go pro early why would you have to sit at, say you we're talking about Detroit at number four. Do they want to take a gigantic risk on a guy they haven't seen that much? No, I think you want someone who's like kind of seasoned. Also, look back on that draft from the pandemic year. I mean. Which one was that? Who was number one? Trevor? No, well, it was Burrow, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, Burrow. Yeah, so it was Burrow. Two on Herbert have obviously turned well, out. Yeah, that was pretty good. That Those have turned out well, but there's a lot more in that draft. It was like, oh, little guys couldn't get a lot of eyeballs. Oh, I should say, yeah. No, but wasn't that maybe the, more about twenty one? It's a Fields draft where yeah, guys everyone screwed up. Yeah, yeah Wilson. And yeah, right. Where you have the yeah. sort of pandemic. We're still really in the throes of it then. 
Yeah, I mean, listen, anything, any excuse for the Jets picking Zach Wilson here, it's going to make you guys feel better. <laughs> listen, <laughs> you can talk to the other side of the glass on that. 855-212-4CBS. <laughs> I hope Zach Wilson plays for the Jets forever. 855-212-4227. And I know he beat the Bills. Got it. Sean is in Ohio, wants to talk about his Ohio State Buckeyes. Sean, what's happening? Oh, I was just uh, wanted to make some comments about Ryan Day. Yeah. He's been a great coach. You know, he's lost five times in 50 games. Yeah, it's not many. Lots of the Clemson, they had Trevor Lawrence. Alabama, they won the national championship the last two years against uh, Michigan and once Oregon. 90%. But the fans here are nuts. You don't win every game by 40 points and you don't beat Michigan. It's off with your head. Well, you know what might happen, though, Sean? You end up running a, a good coach out of town. And That's I know right. That's what they're going to do. And I know that Ohio State is a dream job, so you'd have other coaches lining up to take it. But, I mean, I think it would be premature to be putting Ryan Day on the hot seat now. And if he loses to Georgia, I, newsflash, he's supposed to. I mean, Georgia's the better team. Now, I don't think you can knock a guy for getting into the college football playoff now, backing in, granted, but if you lose to Georgia, what do you think is going to happen? It's more likely that they lose than they win. Yeah, I mean, the spread's not crazy. It's under 10 points, so I think people give Ohio State a fighting chance. I think the the fear of the firing a guy like Ryan Day is that he'll take all his players. And yeah, then, it's Ohio State. Yeah, but you, You're yeah, restocking. I mean. Guys follow Dion. They don't follow Ryan Day. Well, yeah, but his recruits, might, some of them might follow him. I mean, he's a really, really good recruiter. He lost Tom Herman. Tom Herman went to Texas, and Ohio yeah. State was just fine. Yeah, because they had the big-time recruit. I don't know. I think Ryan Day is a next-level recruiter. He got the number one quarterback in the 2024 class who everybody everybody was in on, and like that was a Ryan Day guy. I, I just feel like they're not going to let – they have a lot of mojo with this program. Why screw it up for this? Well, that would be my question. It seems short-sighted. But the other point I would have is if I'm Ryan Day, I'm not going to another college program. No. Why would you? Guys, has Matt Rule taught us anything? I mean, I know it didn't work out for Urban Meyer, and that was a massive embarrassment. That's Urban's own fault. Matt Rule just basically showed college coaches exactly what you do. You find some, like, patsy franchise like the Carolina Panthers to pay you gods and gobs of money, and you don't hurt your credibility at all on the college level. So you go to the NFL, you cash in, you don't even have to win. You know their owner or the general manager is going to get frustrated with you at some point anyway. You get fired, you go back to college. Boom. <laughs> there, there you go. I guess it's easy. Simple. All right, Matt Rule, he's going to kill it in Nebraska because Scott Frost was terrible. I don't know why Scott you. Frost was so bad, but Matt Rule is <laughs> at a great spot there. I don't know. Ryan Day, though, I think Ryan Day more than Matt Rule is just one of those Ed Orgeron-type recruiter guys. I don't know if he I, – yeah, he definitely wants to be in the NFL, but too. But, yeah, he spent time in the NFL already. But it feels like he is a killer recruiter. Well, that that kind of thing. Where Matt Rule, I don't really know what <laughs> – I like Matt Rule a lot. I don't know exactly what he does well. A he's like an organizer. relationship guy. Yeah, manager. he's an organizer, a relationship guy. Yeah. I feel like Ryan Day specifically has a stranglehold on recruiting right now, so it feels like you'd be wasting a lot of that you know to you go do? pro. Recruit your locker room. That's what you do. Get the guys to buy in. I don't know. Let's say something like also, that. Also, he's got <laughs> Marvin Harrison Jr., who's so, so good. Yeah, well, he's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Anthony is in Florida. Hey, Anthony, how are you? I'm doing all right. How are you? Good. What's on your mind, bud? I wanted to talk to you about uh, Jim Harbaugh and Michigan. 
I'm sorry. Um, Wait, one second. What's that in the background? It was a golfing cockatoo. It was a bird. Whoa. Okay. Is that <laughs> is that your bird or it's just flying around? No, it's my bird. Oh, okay. What's its name? Uh, Scotty. Named after anyone in specific? Uh, my middle name. Oh, okay. It was 100% uh, sure you were going to say Pippin mine. there. It was uh, it, it, it was my parents' bird, and uh, it's mine now. Okay, excellent. What do you have on uh, Michigan? Oh, I heard you make a comment earlier about Harbaugh trying to uh, get a pay increase, yeah. and because it's that time of year where for college coaches to flirt with the NFL. Sure. Well, he got a pay increase last year. Yes, he did. And he did release a statement yesterday saying he's not going to the NFL. He's coming back. I still think he's going to get another pay increase. <laughs> I mean, and he may get another pay increase because he deserves it. But this is the first time since he's been at Michigan where he's actually come out and said, "I'm not going. I'm coming back." So, Anthony, I it's it's noble for Harbaugh to do that. Call me a cynic because I tend to be, but Harbaugh has to say that because his team is about to be in the college football playoff. This is not the time when you flirt with a team or the NFL. This is a time when your agent flirts for you to keep it out there in the ether with the Ian Rappaports of the world and people who do this for a living just to keep your name out there. But Harbaugh himself can't do this. There can't be any, uh, you know, blood on his hands, so to speak. No, and that, and, and I know what um, the Colts were doing when they flew luck in and all that, and he kept his nose clean. Yep. And I know he's got to come out and say it. And any time before, though, he's never come out and said it, and it's always been rumors that start the process. Sure. Well, and he actually interviewed the with the Vikings last year. year. That was a little more than a rumor. <laughs> well, last year, no, when he flirted with the – I'm surprised he flirted with the Vikings last year. I did not believe – at all, he was going anywhere because he'd finally achieved what he's been trying to achieve. Yeah, no, I mean, he did it for for a contract. Like it's just it's just the way it goes. I mean, I think the fan base, as long as you know, Anthony, you seem like you obviously understand what's going on. It's just like a it's a public negotiation ploy, and you know, it's what? all it's, business, all business. Of course, I don't think Harbaugh's going anywhere. Thank you so much for the call. But he did have that interview with the Vikings last year. I don't so understand. Yeah, the, the university gets a little taste of uh, you know what they could be missing. So it's interesting because he's a little bit younger, but I don't understand what Jim Harbaugh is going to spend his money on. Khakis. Yeah, he spends nothing on khakis. We know that. We see the product. That's like $38. (laughs) You can't get those those pleated front khakis. I mean, how how do you spend that money in Ann Arbor? How would Nick Saban, he gets $10 million a year forever, what's he going to do with all his money? Okay, what do you think Jeff Bezos is doing with all of his money? Like, well, no, I understand he wants to. Jeff Bezos wants to go to space or something crazy. But Nick Saban <laughs> wants to coach football and go to his lake house. Yeah, that's all he wants Nick to do. Nick Saban wants to go to space. Let's be come on, <laughs> Nick, Nick Saban. Saban there's no way. I don't even know. It looks like he spends about forty thousand dollars a year. There's nothing. <laughs> they you never hear about them doing anything. And what is Jim Arbaugh doing? That guy sort of chews gum and coaches football. I don't see him <laughs> having any. It's even the outside interest. Um, no, I, I don't did, think so. Did you ever see pictures last year or a few years ago before Urban left Ohio State of his home? Like, he did, like, a whole interview, and he welcomed people into his home, and I'm like, this just looks like a random Midwest home. There's yeah. pictures and picture frames everywhere. Yeah. And I'm like, this is not the, the home of, like, a $10 million coach. These guys, they work so much. They don't think about all those other— And they live, in, they live in college towns, too, which are not—they're not San Francisco and New York. Unless they're in San Francisco. So you think, <laughs> yeah. like Jim Harbaugh was Jim for a Harbaugh while. Yeah. 
Um, so you don't, what's the argument here? You think you don't understand why these I, people want to make m- lots and lots of money? No, there's no reason. Jim Harbaugh, there's no reason to play Harbaugh. I mean, there's really, he, he took cannot. He cut at one point, and yeah. now he's making Of course them he did, because double. he can't spend that money. In, uh, there's no reason for him to think about money. He's has in that, Ann Arbor. Has that ever stopped anybody? Like, that's un-American what you're saying. We're supposed to be greedy and want as much money as humanly possible. But Is just, that the American dream? But just do the math on Nick Saban. There's no reason for him to even take a salary anymore. There's not. I he guess his kid. hasn't stopped him. <laughs> he's 71. <laughs> it's just, he's just earning money for his kids because there's no way he can spend any of this well, money. Well, maybe he gives some to charity. I don't know. Well, what's the, what's the, eh, who cares about them? Why are you going to play <laughs> oh hardball? God. What are you doing? <laughs> You're going to play hardball with Alabama so you can give money to charity? <laughs> EJ just said, oh my God. <laughs> He's even here for one day. I'm so, just saying, yeah, it doesn't. Charity, what do they need it for? It's not like a 20, it's not like Aaron Judge where he's setting up his life here. I just think these college coaches... Yeah, they because lo- Aaron Judge needs $300 million to live comfortably. Of course not. That's way too much money, but we don't begrudge him that. I don't begrudge him. I'm just saying Jim Harbaugh does not need to do all these shenanigans to get a pay raise from Michigan. He'll he's fine. Well, maybe he's got like an expensive sports car habit or something. Jim Harbaugh. Maybe Jim Harbaugh. Maybe he's a boat owner. <laughs> yeah, if he has a boat. If he has a boat, he probably goes on that twice a year at most. <laughs> I mean, you got dock fees. I mean, he's pretty pasty. He's not going out in the boat. No, he's <laughs> not doing sure. anything that is fun. Belichick has a boat. Saban's got a boat. These I'm, guys are boat people. I bet you if we look for a picture of Jim Harbaugh on vacation, he's wearing khakis on a beach on a cell phone with a recruit. <laughs> he is not out there living the living the life. But the transition lenses can actually go dark instead yes. of that just weird shade of brown. No, no. Jim Harbaugh does not need the money because all that dude wants to do is coach. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. See you guys on the phones. Get back to it. Uh, (laughs) Charities, what do they need money for? Something that was just said on our program. (laughs) Never change, Perloff. 855-212-4CBS. Coming up, Tom Brady takes on the Saints on Monday Night Football. Are we watching the next quarterback for the 49ers? I seem to think so. It's time to answer our Ask the Pros question today, brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Today's question comes from Bryce in Colorado. How long before Dion has the buffs in the college football playoff? Hmm. Don't forget, you can submit a question by going to cbssportsradio.com slash askthepros or tweeting it at cbssportsradio using the hashtag askthepros. Well, that's a reasonable question. The guy got there yesterday. Um, how long before he's in the college football playoff? Five minutes. Um Okay, so they're going to expand the college football playoff, yeah. not next year, but the year after. So obviously next year is a tall ask to make the Final Four yes. for a program that's never even sniffed the Final Four. I don't think he does it at Colorado. I think Really? I think there's a chance that this is not his final stop. I definitely would say this is not going to yeah. be his final stop, but could he make the top 12? Well, it's Win the Pac-12 once USC and UCLA leave? I know so, Oregon and Washington are very stout programs. I don't want to disrespect well, anybody. Well, okay, but. what happens in a few years, though? Is is Oregon Are Oregon and Washington staying in the Pac-12? I don't know. Are they in the Big Ten? I have no idea. Are we having... That's is, besides the point. Let's just forget all that. Is yeah. Dion going to have Colorado in the college football? I would guess. I'd bet no if I could make a bet on that. I would bet yes. I think... How long do you think he's going to be there? Because I was thinking mm. around five years. Uh, yeah. Okay. Is that too long? I I have no idea, but I don't know like how he's building a program from scratch. Is I know it, that's what's what I said, precedent. Five years. If he actually had, if there was anything there, I'd say three years. What's the precedent of a program that's been able to do this, build something from total scratch, and make it to that level? 
And I don't even think that's necessarily the expectation for Dion to make the final 12. I think he just, let's start with a, win, a winning team. Let's start with a bowl game. I, I don't know. That's that going to feels... be the expectation for year one. Yeah. A I... bowl game. Like Sarsaparilla Bowl or one of those. Yeah, I think a, I, I think the final yes. 12 is a little aggressive. Okay, so you don't think he's ever going to do it at Colorado? Not at Colorado. I think, I think it's a great chance if he stays in college football. It does say he doesn't jump in the NFL. I just feel like it's going to take a long time to get this program running. Uh, I, I could be wrong. I mean, I know there's a ton of NIL money, but there's a ton of NIL money at the Miami Hurricanes, and they're not sniffing Texas up. A&M. They, yeah, guys no, are hitting the transfer portal. Like it's just, their ship's going down. It's just not that easy. Maybe with 12, he's got a shot. But it's just there's nothing there. There's literally nothing there. You saw that room of guys he was talking to. Well, you could tell from the room. Can we play that sound again, EJ? This is Deion Sanders, if you haven't heard it. This was him yesterday addressing the remaining players at Colorado. We got a few positions already taken care of because I'm bringing my luggage with me. And it's Louie. It ain't going to be no more of the mess that these wonderful fans, the student body, and some of your parents have put up with for probably two decades now. I'm coming. And when I get here, it's going to be changed. So I want y'all to get ready to go ahead and jump in that portal oh. and do whatever you're going to get. Because the more you jump in, the more room you make. Because we bring kids that are smart. Say that smart. Smart. Tough. Tough. <laughs> I'm not saying anything you're saying. See, the funny part about Dion is the line about I'm bringing baggage and it's Louie is like chef's kiss. I mean, that's like when Geno Smith was like, they wrote me off and I didn't write back. Like, it's just so well delivered. It's perfect. We're going to remember it forever. All timeline. But then when he basically tells the kids to go take a hike, it gets a little bit more. And then like, he like calls down. out like that. He's like, you guys have disappointed your parents. It's like the, the student body, the the, yes. the fans, and most of your parents have been disappointed by the terrible mess that's been made here. It's like, yikes, man. These kids are already feeling terrible enough, and now you have to go after their relationship with their families? I mean, I would kind of guess, like, I don't know. I mean, I am a parent. I know Perloff is. Obviously, like, if your kid makes it to a Division One scholarship— I, I mean, aren't you just so proud that they're yeah. doing something they like? I don't think I'm like going home and, you know, sorry, you're going to have to sleep on the couch. If they're a walk on, then that's a whole other story. Yeah. So, by the way, mm-hmm. they've nice been, job, but still how playing. dare you lose to Washington State? I don't know. Like, what are you going to say? They've been in the Pac 12 since 2011. They've made two bowl games. One was the pandemic year, and the <laughs> other one, they made the Alamo Bowl and lost it. That's, they have not had success. So, Dion has, has taken on a big challenge here. I have a really big challenge. And I maybe I, I would hope that Colorado said, hey, everything we've done the last 10 years, forget that. We're now going to commit to this football team and we're going to give you all the resources because that's the problem. It's obviously something wrong with the athletic program. It's not Colorado football players. No, I mean, the athletic director said, we don't have the money yet to yeah. pay Deion Sanders, but we're going to get it. Okay. I, I'd probably want to know if they have the money before I took that job. Yeah, I mean, I think Colorado basically came in there and told Dion, we're going to do everything differently. This is your show. Come in. We're going to spend a ton of NIL money because Dion attracts that NIL money. Uh, still, I don't know. That's a lot of bad history, Maggie. <laughs> One bowl game since they've gotten this conference. Eesh. 855-2124-CBS. Jason is in Alabama. Not happy uh, that the Tide were left out. What's up, Jason? Hey, thanks for taking the call. You got it. Um, I wanted to talk Alabama, but man, for Deion Sanders to come in and automatically alienate his parents, 
or uh, alienate these kids talking about relationships with families, that's not a good start. You, you, you don't walk into a team and alienate your kids. You insult them. Like, it's their fault that the, the, the program is failing? No, it's not. It's not those kids' faults. That's terrible. Well, he definitely, uh, he honest- definitely embarrassed them, but he doesn't care because he doesn't want any of them around, obviously. He told them all to hit the bricks. Well, good luck with that, trying to get uh, the best players who are in Florida, Texas, Alabama, and Georgia to come to Colorado, Dion. You need those kids. Good luck with that, Dion. I don't think kids are going to be signing up to play for the Colorado Buffs anytime soon. Last uh, I checked. Jason, I the, think you the, underestimate Deion Sanders' celebrity, don't you? Uh, yeah, I am underestimating it because it's Colorado. My God, what a great college town that is. It's no, a great college town. Have you ever been there. to Boulder? It rocks. It really is fun. Can I? Okay, great. It's really fun. <laughs> it's really freezing, too, and it's in the mountains. Good luck. Well, I mean, I guess maybe they can get away with it because they can smoke some pot, but that's about it. Well, I mean, <laughs> newsflash, you can smoke pot most most states in the country now. <laughs> no, not in the South. <laughs> well, that's true. Not- but see, that's a mark against you right there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's really a mark against uh, Alabama fans and, and uh, Georgia, uh, the best teams in the I'm, nation. So I'm, can I, I want to get to yes. – so let's get to talking about Alabama football, right? So congratulations, call football playoffs. Bryce Young, the best-looking, best quarterback in the nation, isn't going to be playing. He's not going to be playing in the college football playoffs. And guess why? Because I wouldn't risk getting hurt playing Kansas State, a bunch of bums. Why would I play them? Guess what? Will Anderson Jr. not going to be playing. I'm putting you on hold for a second. We take a go around the room and do a vote here. Is Jason doing a Jim Rome impersonation? Oh, wow. (laughs) I think he is, right? (laughs) Okay, let's see if he's still talking. Jason, you there? Yeah, I don't listen to Jim Rome, so. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I was wrong about that. Well, the problem is why Alabama's not in, Jason, is because they lost twice. Right, and Bryce Young was injured in the Tennessee game. Okay. And they lost on a last play wobbly field goal. They lost on a wobbly field goal, and they okay, missed the he, field goal. He, he wasn't they, hurt in the LSU game. Okay, so they so then let's give them credit. They lost one game on a two point conversion in overtime. Okay, but they uh, actually my, lost two. <laughs> like I I don't know how to. I can't fix the math for you. You know, I can't go back in a time machine and have that field goal sail wide to the left. Well, how about this? Can you fix this for me? Yeah. If Alabama plays on a neutral field, BU May, against Michigan, they're going to be favored. Yes. If they play against TCU, they're going to be favored probably by 13 or 14. My God, no one wants to see TCU in the college playoffs. No one well, except for TCU fans. Well, okay, Jason, I mean, you're making some points there, and I appreciate the call. I think, I, I think Jason's in the large majority of college football fans who think Alabama is a better team. You have to admit, back, and you're right, there's two losses, but those are two, I'm not going to say good losses, but they're pretty fluky losses. I get, I get what you mean. And also, too, Alabama has this incredible target on their back because they're the powerhouse in the sport, so everyone's fired up. I honestly thought the LSU loss was almost flukier. I mean, it went to overtime. Bryce Young basically saved them to get there, yep. and they hit a two-point conversion. That's a problem with college football. There's this urgency to win. And that's a great thing about college football. You can't trip up at all. Like, there's really very little room for error. And I think it's good. And I think you and I disagree on it. I think yeah. it's good that it's going to 12 teams. So we'll get to see 
like how Alabama really, really shapes up here. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, it's going to be great. I mean, I, I wanted to stay forward just because it's so exclusive. You get, you know, debates like this. Yeah, it's fun. I totally get it. And then when a team like TCU does get there, it's like, all right, well, maybe there's a little bit of a, I don't know, um, de- destiny kind of feel or like it becomes more of a special season than if it was just you're one of 12 as right. opposed to one of four. But it would be so neat if you had a healthy Caleb Williams and USC back in the tournament, if you had Alabama in the tournament, if you had Tennessee in the tournament. Oh, I I, this year particularly, it feels like one through four are not that much stronger than five through eight. It's been a bizarre college football season. No, it's good. It's the parody that we talk about yeah. with NIL that you were talking about yeah. and it makes a lot of sense. And also with the fact that all those, those top four programs all took all the hard games off their schedules. And the fact that Michigan played nobody, Georgia played Oregon. But I mean, it basically, I, I, I just think the way college football is now, you need 12 teams. It's too hard to tell. Quickly, Bucks, Saints tonight. Saints, excuse me, Bucks are favored. They're the home team favored by three and a half. Oh, I mean, Tom can't win by more than a touchdown, Kenny, but I'm going with the Bradys. <laughs> I'm going to go Bucks lay the three and a half. Thank you so much, Mike Samter, to Stu Kovacs, to EJ. Thank you to Marlo Donahue, to Allison Cohn, to everyone on the radio and TV side. We appreciate you. We'll see you tomorrow. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.